Was that your son Ryder doing Josh? a little mix? Wow. I Producer Josh. Good one, shaking it up. I kind of just want to sit here for 30 minutes and listen to this beautiful audio. It's like Friday night dance party. What is that? Are we at an arcade? Yeah. Oh, I think I just heard a nickel drop. 40 tickets. <laughs> this is fantastic. Listy. What up, Addy? All right, we're here living in Portland. Living in Portland. But Great. today we're not talking about Portland. We're talking about Vancouver today. Mm, the Couve, as people call it around here. It is, it is the Couve. The, the Great Couve. Couve. Still part of the Great Pacific Northwest. So today we're going to roll into cost of living specific to Vancouver. So if it's your first time to the channel, make sure you subscribe. But today we are actually going to go across the bridge to Couve, Camas, Ridgefield, all these surrounding areas. Ten years ago, nobody lived over there. Nobody. No. There wasn't much happening over there, but now it's growing. And it's really not far. Like we talk about this a lot on our Zooms and with our clients, but I live in North Portland. Yeah. I'm a hop, skip, and a jump away. Absolutely. It's it's super condensed and not far. It really, it's like from Portland, it's like a 12 minute drive to Vancouver over the bridge. It's, yeah. It's, it's super quick. So before we go into the cost stuff, because yeah. I do want to say, the kicker with Vancouver, if you're going to consider working on the Portland side and executing some of the lower cost of living, little teaser there, uh. <laughs> <laughs> you do need to take into account traffic because yes. right now is not a fair comparison because yeah. of the pandemic. The right? pandemic yeah, everybody's working from home, which is fantastic if mm -hmm. you are living in Vancouver, but yet you're supposed to be... I'm sorry, living in Vancouver, working in Portland. Yep. You're not having to cross that bridge. You're not having to cross. No. But, but yep. non-pandemic, it kind of... Yeah, you got to watch out. There's two hard. main bridges, I-5, 205. I prefer the 205. If I were living in Vancouver and working in Portland, I'd take the 205 because traffic on the I-5... I take the one that's closest to which where I want to be. That's true. But <laughs> I mean, the traffic on the I-5 is it's it's pretty bad. It's yeah. bad. It's backed up. And so I think just you do need to know that the strategy around the traffic is not to be on the hamster wheel schedule of I'm going to leave my house at eight. Got to be there at nine. I'm going to leave yes. my office at four. Got to be home by five or six or whatnot. If you, a lot of people set their schedules, like they might be earlier risers and work a 7 a.m. to 3.30 schedule. schedule. A lot of people do that. Or, you know, 10.30 to past um, standard rush hour in the evening. Yeah. So I just want to put that together. That is something that a lot of people actually sacrifice to have the benefits of living on the other side. Agreed. So we're going to jump into those. But really fast about traffic. Most people calling in are coming from out of state and traffic for these out of state people. Two hours commute is what you're used to. This is why you're the best. Do you think of Pacific Northwest? Like if it's over a half an hour, we're all like, oh my gosh. Like that's just crazy. Who oh would my ever gosh. commute for 30 minutes? What accent was that? No, that was pretty good. But so really traffic to us here, anything over 30 minutes is just terrible. Like we don't want to do it. So we're kind of spoiled. spoiled. So keep that in mind also. Gosh. It's a lot less than like, for instance, somebody coming from California that their commute time averaged two hours. So for them, a 45 minute drive is nothing. They're like, that's awesome. So 
I just want to point that out too. This is a really good point because mm-hmm. perspective is a lot of the things that we're crafting yeah. together on mm-hmm. our client get to know you calls. Yeah. That's a big thing. Perspective. We got to know what they're looking yes. from. 30 minutes here feels like a lot. 30 minutes to LA. Nothing. No, nothing. Takes 30 minutes to go down to the convenience store. It does. Yeah. But California knows how to party, right? They do. California. <laughs> knows how to party. <laughs> we are uh, hot to try. Yeah. This is a great vibe going so it's far. It's good. I'm yeah. liking this vibe. Yeah, the pace is nice. It is. So let's go into our bullets. So we actually put, oh, just dropped my pen. We did. We actually put quite a bit of research into this. Heather did. I just printed it out. He printed it out and looked at it real quick. Well, you even were so prepared. You brought a printout. I was a little worried that you wouldn't print it out. But we got a printer. <laughs> we do have a printer now. Even though we're mostly paperless uh, here in the Pacific Northwest. We are. We do we're need the reference notes. So let's go. The first one is taxes. Taxes are huge, especially when it comes to the cost of living in Vancouver. It makes a big difference. Let's, it's big. Let's dial right into that. couple different buckets in the tax. Yep. Number one, sales tax. Sales tax. That's low-hanging fruit. So let's just mm-hmm. pick that off the tree really quick. Yep. So there is sales tax in Washington. But there is no sales tax in Oregon. Huge. And they're sandwiched together. So yeah. everybody just buys their stuff in, in Oregon. Oregon. This like is real Like all those time. big box stores, your Home Depots, your Costco runs, you know, your Target runs, just cross that bridge and buy an Oregon with no sales tax. Every time I go to like uh, Home Depot, Lowe's, mm-hmm. Costco, anything up in North Portland, parking lot's about 80% full of license plates from Washington. Exactly. On the yeah. Oregon side. So they're saving, and I think that's the sales tax up there. Do we have that? 8.4%. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a reason why the sales tax is a little higher up there. Oh, really? Yes. Because? Because there is no income tax. Whoa. Yeah, huge. That's huge. That's a huge savings right there for people, especially in Portland. We have a rather large, higher, you know, income tax. Uh, percentage in Oregon. So people living in Washington take advantage of the no income tax, take advantage of the driving over the bridge to pay no sales tax, win-win situation. But with that no income tax, Mm -hmm. the sales percentage, you know, for tax is a little higher because they have to make up the difference somewhere to help, you know, pay for things. Yeah. And just to give a little perspective, and I do need to note compliantly that uh, I'm not a tax accountant. I'm a uh, licensed mortgage advisor. So I help Tons of people from across the United States move here and secure their uh, home loan financing. So I do have to throw that in on the tax side. But to know that Oregon bases it off of different brackets. So typically it's going to range between a 7 to 10 on the income tax level compared to you wouldn't have it on the Washington side, but you should get that 8 point something sales tax. Yes. Now everyone wants to know, and it's one of the hardest questions actually for us to answer because it's such a case by case and which company you're working for. Can I work for an Oregon company, live in Washington and not pay income tax? We've done a lot of research on this. Yes. And talk to a lot of different people. You need to talk to the employer because uh-huh. it's a per cases base on, hey, where are they located? What is their uh, approved remote situation? I will say the most recent one we had was the company was located in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. They were living in Camas, just near Vancouver. Yes. And they were able not to pay income tax for the amount of days that they worked from home. So if they were coming in one day per week to the corporate office, they needed to pay income tax that one day per week through the whole year. 
Interesting. So you, it, it, we're not pushing it off when people ask us, like, yeah. how do I work that? It a lot of it does come down to the employer. It does, but I also think that you should ask a CPA. You have to, you yes. Have to. And we're not CPAs or mm-hmm. tax accountants, and yeah, but it's kind of lame number that one, we have to CPA say that. CPA number but. two, make sure you cover your bases. Cover your bases. Yeah. Uh, the next bullet, though, in taxes, because we went sales tax, right? Yeah. People go over the bridge, buy their stuff in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Number two is the income tax. So you've got a lot to think about and to communicate with your future or current employer on what yeah. your options are, right? Mm-hmm. Number three, though, this is kind of a big one. It is a big one. Property taxes. Property taxes, my friend. So a lot of people, especially in this hot market right now, things are just flying off the shelf, barely staying on market very long. And there's still a huge bucket of people who are balking over one or $2,000 on a sales price or this and that property taxes actually play one of the biggest roles in determining your monthly payment, not necessarily the negotiated sales price, right? Exactly. It really changes your monthly payment, your mortgage payment. And so it's huge. You got to pay attention to that. Well, and one thing to know with, if we're going to compare property taxes, there's a big difference on the Oregon side of being in Multnomah County, which is the inner part of the city. And then you've got your outskirt counties, Clackamas and Washington County. A lot of suburbs. So being right in Multnomah is notorious to be the higher tax rate per square footage of the lot. Exactly. I always say, on average, you're seeing about 1% of the sales price for an annual tax assessment. Um, seeing that up on the Washington side, probably in my experience, no data support, but my personal experience with clients, I'm seeing 0.85 to 0.95 average, unless you're in a higher income area and yeah. it's new construction. So, Agreed. Yeah. Like Camus. Camus, Washougal, which is a very um, up and coming area. It's the hot spot just on the outside. Yep. Like we're seeing those property taxes exceed 1%. So it's, it's close. The gap is closing. Yeah, it, it is, but you got to pay attention to it. You got, you do. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that I love about the system that we've built out at living in Portland, uh, specific to what you and I do helping these clients. Cause you're out there, boots on the ground, right? But what are you doing? You're texting me. I'm texting you. I'm calling you. We Tell are- them a little yeah. bit about that flow, because that's yeah, important. Absolutely. So, you know, right now it's a hot market here. Things are going above asking. Mm-hmm. There's multiple bids. I need my people to be ready. What I love, I'm walking into a house. I know my people are going to want to buy it. I know that they're interested in it. But how much can they go above asking? What is it going to take to get this offer accepted? I'm texting Addie. Hey, look at this house. You know, take a look at the taxes, HOAs, you know, insurance. Can I get an estimate? Let's say the house is priced at 450, but I think it's going to probably go more towards like 475, maybe 490. Addie's making a spreadsheet for me. He Mm -hmm. is dialing it in. So when I'm right there in the house with the people, while they're falling in love with the house, I'm like, hey. We just got a spreadsheet from Addie. Look at these numbers, you guys. If we offer this, mm-hmm. we know exactly uh, we're dialed. We're, we're dialed into what they're comfortable with as far as a payment because you've you've dialed it in. Yeah, and I would just say it's a huge found. It's a foundational piece to what we do. It's huge. We take it very serious when someone wants to put in an offer. We're not just throwing a dart at the wall blindfolded. We want to certify those taxes. 
work with the title company prior to putting the offer, make sure those taxes are accurate. Um, you know, property searches and engines do their best, but they aren't accurate. Uh, and it could make the difference of something that you want to move forward on or even could get approved for. I don't know if I should say this, but people mm. looking at Zillow, I love Zillow, but mm -hmm. the A in Zillow stands for accuracy, especially when it comes to taxes. So think about the that one. A in Zillow, which there's no A in exactly. Zillow. Exactly. Got it. So think about that when you're looking at Zillow and taxes. But I think it's important. I mean, there have been times I've been in houses and you've sent over a spreadsheet because you've certified the taxes and we know what they are. Mm -hmm. And that payment's been raised by $400 a month. Massive. And they're like, oh, that changes my payment. I They could not write an offer because the taxes were so much higher um, we had to not make an offer because it was going to change their payment four or $500 more a month. Well, and I've also seen, um, certain engines like Redfin and Zillow where those calculators aren't accurate and yes. actually the structuring of the way I've put together the loan program is cheaper Yeah, where they don't have the right interest rate in there. They're say you're doing less than 20% down, which is super common. You're carrying that monthly mortgage insurance. Mm -hmm. I've actually been able and ran quotes at much cheaper premiums than what those default calculators are. Yeah. So like give about a 30% window of accuracy on any online calculator, by the way, because there's in indefinite right. amount of variables. So yeah. anyways, roll. Like let's, I think property I, taxes, that was really good. Accuracy being... On top I, of it. I would. You're going to laugh at me because I'm going to do call to action. I would love the opportunity to ha show you guys looking to move to the Vancouver area or Portland area to right. talk with Addie on a Zoom call. If you're thinking about moving, give us a call so we can show you these spreadsheets and kind of give you an idea of what we're talking about so you can see it for yourself. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. And we're going to go in, like, I think with those calls, they're very intro and get to know you right Absolutely. so when we no have pressure. someone like hey we're looking at camas or vancouver we're really talking about your family do you have kids mm -hmm. and schools what is the next five to ten year plan is it's not a sales thing it's a get to know you because your boots on the ground we're both from here we have to put our brains into your situation. Really, and a lot of times you might get hooked up with a real estate team and lending team and, and they just want to get you a house. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure, and you want to make sure we get you the right house, the right neighborhood. We're going to take your time to get to know you exactly. Like, what are your future plans? What is this home? Is this a short-term home? Is mm -hmm. this a long-term home? Do yep. we have kids? Like you said. So it's really important. So those intro calls, you guys, is really just getting to know you, how we can help you and your family best. Yeah, and I'd say before um, the plane lands here, I do want to make sure we talk about Ridgefield. Yes. Throw that in there because Ridgefield, where is Ridgefield? We've had a lot of this ah, on a huge uptick. Like it is. Everyone says Vancouver, right? The, you know, you're Googling or typing in YouTube uh, Vancouver, but really that expands uh, eastbound to Camas and Washougal, but also north, north now to a new up and coming area. Yeah, Richfield is huge. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's north of Vancouver, um, up the I-5. Um, it's fantastic. It's an old farming town. Mm -hmm. um, parts of it are just so rich with history, and it's really fun when you go through and you literally see these old dairy farms and, you know, barns and stuff. But... There's a huge community being built right now. So much new construction development going in with a huge town center. Yep. The really cool part about it is they are building this trail system through all of these new communities, like biking paths, running Connect trails all. from all each one of the communities connecting it down into that new town center that has, you know, 
grocery shopping, you know, mm-hmm. live entertainment, farmers markets, yeah. tap houses because we love our breweries here. Yep. So yeah, it's a really fun up and coming community, and the cost of living is less expensive in Ridgefield right now compared to Vancouver. You're finding some homes at a lower price point, which is kind of nice. Hundred percent, and it kind of reminds me of how kind of like Wilsonville was developing about mm-hmm. fifteen twenty years ago, which is now um, just south of Portland, twenty twenty five minutes. Um, really sought after area, great yeah. schools. It feels like that's the new kind of planned urban development area, but north of Portland mm-hmm. um, and Vancouver. Lastly, one little side note: so one of my neighbors, he is actually my my main neighbor because we live on a split lot. Is new build. You knew that, but you're acting surprised. I, I appreciate I that. that I didn't know that it was a split lot. Well, yeah, and that's why every time we talk to people and you're like, new construction has really small backyards. And in my head, I'm like, we've done a really nice job with our small backyard list. You're like, I like it. You're like, I'm not spending my entire weekend doing yard work like you. That's all you are not. No, no. Yeah. I even went Astro turf grass. You go. It's worth I, it's it. becoming more popular. It's it, it and the technology's come a long ways on it. I what don't know it was why I haven't been ago. invited over by you and your wife you, for a drink in the backyard. I you have been myself, invited, but I still haven't been to the backyard yet. Well, That's true. I mean, you, I saw pictures of the fencing and the lighting, and you've done an amazing job, but I haven't seen it in person. We're getting super off off topic so, there. I yeah. can't even remember what I was going to say prior. Your split lot with your neighbor, your close neighbor. Your good oh neighbor. yes, 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 yeah. yes. So. He is one of the higher managers for an HVAC company. So his company installs all your air conditioning units that sit outside. Those ugly things we all just try to hide. He was telling me that, um, I believe it was February 1st, just a couple days ago, the state of Washington passed new standards for builders. So there's like a higher level of um, minimum property standards for mainly energy efficient levels. Okay. Long story short, it's becoming more expensive for builders to build. So I would anticipate a slight uptick on the baseline sales price for new builds. Just well, also, note. yeah, I want people to really understand when they're looking at new construction. A lot of people like new construction. It's shiny. It's like new. It. It's like a new car. It smells good. That's the base price you guys are seeing. That includes no upgrades. And when I say upgrades, that means... It's got laminate, you know, countertops. It's got carpet throughout the house. You know, if you want quartz or granite countertops, that's an upgrade. If you want laminate flooring, that's, you know, not, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, laminate flooring. Yeah, they do that. You want an upgrade. Um, The biggest thing, those new construction homes don't come with blinds. They don't come Mm. with washer dryers or refrigerators. So they're, on average, most people are spending about 25000 in upgrades to that base price. So, so don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. When you see, like, oh, I can get a brand new construction home for mm-hmm. four fifty or four you're at least adding another twenty five on top of that. It's like when you see the ads for the luxury cars. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you wanted a door handle? That's another 10 grand. You yeah, know? exactly. It, it, you get the base model is what you're seeing as that sales price, and then it's all a exactly. cart, correct? Yeah. Man, I really hope that we dialed it in there on that cost of living. Just to recap, though, you did it in sales tax on the Washington side, not on the Oregon. Most people come over and buy all their groceries and their big items. A lot of people, too, do have their Amazon stuff delivered to their Oregon office or friend so they don't have to pay that 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 tax. tax. Really hope we don't get a letter saying that we're (laughs) wrongfully encouraging people to work We're not encouraging you. We're just... 
We're just stating what people are doing. We were, what we're, we're reporting seeing. it. Yeah, we're saying. Ha! <laughs> you know. So that's the sales tax, the income tax, the property tax. Absolutely. Cost, that's really the cost of living. That is the cost of living. Now, do we want to discuss at all what we're seeing as far as house prices go in the state, in Vancouver? <clears throat> yes. A little bit. Let's real quick. Real quick. I do want to let people know housing, you know, we're in a low market for inventory here. It's increased prices just this year alone, 10% in Vancouver. They've gone up. That is factual. Yeah. And I would say it used to be the saying cheaper, and I'm not seeing any. No, I'm not seeing any either. I think there's a little more inventory. There's a little more new construction just because there's more land. Yep. Absolutely. But the price gap has completely shrunk. It has. It's it's just not, yeah. You're it's not, not finding there. a lot of inventory at that $400,000 range in yeah. Vancouver. You are looking at 475 to 500 for a good three bedroom, two bath house in Vancouver. Yep. Um, and that's not mm -hmm. even completely updated, remodeled. Some of them, yes. But if you want something that's just really dialed in, beautifully done, big yard, you're looking over 500 in Vancouver now. You really are. And, and to give them credit, it's worth it. Like the school districts have caught up, the roads, mm -hmm. everything's up to par. And I'm really trying not to laugh from this polka music that's going in the background yeah, here. Right? <laughs> producer Josh, producer Josh is uh, throwing, trying yeah. to throw us off our game here, but yeah. we're staying focused. We are. So I think we exit out on that. And if you are planning to move, relocate, plan on coming for a visit to the Pacific Northwest. You got to give us a shout, guys. Even if it's a casual intro, we got your back when it comes to living in Portland and Vancouver, of course. So let us know whatever you got to do to get a hold of us. We got your back, guys. Thanks, guys.